Good morning and welcome. It's that time. Yeah, once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And for over two decades, you know, 22 years in counting, we've been right here, one of the longest-running radio programs in the world today, uh, completely self-funded, right? We don't have any big sponsors, don't want any big sponsors. You know how we do it? When you order your wealth insurance through us, that's what keeps us here for all of these years. We do it better than anybody can plank free. And that's really saying something, especially in today's uh, modern age, to be able to say that. 800-951-0592, that is the toll-free number. The website, the most informative website in the world today, especially when it comes to protecting your wealth at allamericangold.com. Uh, shipping notices get ready. Uh, I apologize. I was busy last week with graduation, so I wanted to wait till that got over. Uh, all the like, uh, we had sixty-three saints uh, that are going out. Um, a couple of the graded ten Indians that were still left. A bunch of little things, nothing big. Uh, some half dollars, things of that nature. Everything's on its way, uh, and we'll be out the door. We'll be one hundred percent caught up as usual. Uh, got a great opportunity. I'll get to it in the next segment, but I've got two items. It's in, it's awesome. I know I, I I'm excited about both of them. We'll get to that. Uh, I will say this: yesterday, and as you know, you know, as you get older, especially for those of us that uh, have worn glasses all of our lives. You know, I have. I was. I think I started wearing glasses when I was eight or nine. And uh, I've I've had the need for bifocals, and I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. I don't know why, but I just did. But finally, yesterday, I I, I actually went a couple weeks ago and picked out uh, the lenses or the the glasses themselves. I'd already gone. This is how long the process has taken me. I went to get my eyes checked. Three months ago, something like that. About three weeks ago, I went and actually took them to get the actual glasses. And then yesterday, uh, my wife and I, my mom, we actually picked them up. And I'm still getting used. Wow. Uh, It definitely takes a little getting used to. For those of you that don't need them, congratulations. Uh, for those of you that are like me and use them, everyone tells me once you get used to them, it's going to be fine. Uh, so uh, this is just day one, and and as long as uh, I'm looking in the right spot, if that makes sense through my glasses, I can I can see everything really really well. <laughs> Which I haven't seen things really really well in a long time. Some of that is good. Some of that not so good. The problem is when you don't look in the exact right spot, wow, things get a little trippy. So if I if I have a little trouble, that's my excuse for, for, for the rest of the week. Uh, but we've got a lot of things to talk about. There's a great, I mean great, 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 great article 
on allamericangold.com. It's the very first article, and it's talking all about the bond market. Now, I know for a lot of us, it is very complicated. And it's boring, and it's not exciting, and... But here's the truth. Truth be told, it may be the most exciting place to be in finance today. And that is what makes it so scary. Italy is such a complicated situation. I can't even really educate you about it yet. I'm still learning about it. But I will tell you There are ramifications that are coming all over the world, and they're doing and trying to do something very similar to what we're trying to pull off here. Let's go into a lot of debt and hope we can grow a little bit. And, oh, by the way, uh, the Eurozone thing wasn't all that we thought about, and we may want to, you know, take all our stuff back. That's the the long, well, I should say the long, short version All you need to know is nobody actually believes that Italy can pull it off, right, and that they're going to default. Uh, By the way, that's the third largest economy in the Eurozone. Germany, France, then Italy. This is getting dangerous. Something is happening in our bond market that we haven't seen in what I call the modern era. And what I mean by the modern era is since we've gone off the gold standard, right? And when Nixon closed the gold window in 1971, and I've tried to, over the years, tell you how the Federal Reserve has created this giant, this, it's a massive debt bubble. Most people don't even understand how big it really is and how many decades that they've been creating this bubble. And just like anything else, right, when when the bubble pops, right, and, and they try to repair it and, and they you always it's never as good as it used to be, right? When when uh, you, you think about it, we had like the tech bubble, you had the eighty seven crash, the tech bubble, the housing crash, uh the, the uh, what, I, I guess what do you want to call it? The financial crisis, right? All of those and they kept trying to, to fix it with the bubble gum and the duct tape. And now the bond market is doing something. Essentially, it's never done. We're going to talk about that next. Yesterday, I told you the bottom was in on gold. 1280 was the the support level. And talking, you know, when when gold fell below 1300 an ounce, uh, was it last week? And it may have been the, late the week before. 1300 is not a technical level, hasn't been. It's a, I guess, a psychological level, if you will. Uh, but the reason for the fall had nothing to do with gold. Matter of fact, gold demand is continuing to improve. Uh, I've got a funny feeling that the central banks really loaded up during this little pullback. We won't know for another month, but that's just my guess. What really caused it, right, you had the the dollar index spike, but the cause of the spike, it wasn't because we got a great economy, 
right? It, it, I know they, they, the people on the TV, they're one of two things, okay? Either they don't know, okay, so, and, and that's no excuse. Because the information is readily available. That is not an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse, right? Only Wells Fargo gets away with that. Well, I, I, we don't know what they did. We don't know. I don't know. Didn't know. We'll pay it fine and move on, right? Or they know, but for, my, I could only assume a couple things, either sponsors or somebody, uh, powers above them, prevent them from telling you what really happened. The problem has been occurring in the debt market, right? And specifically the bond market, which I've been telling you is the big bubble, right? All the repair jobs that they've done are to try to keep this bubble together. You know, when you look at all the returns of the debt market, it all hinges on the bond market. All of it. I don't want to even think about where I think stock prices will go when the bubble breaks. And notice, I win. I wish I knew. I wish I was like Nostradamus and can tell you that in 2021 or 2023 or 2025, I just don't know how long we've got. It's not very long. That I know. I mean, look at what Goldman Sachs said yesterday. I mean, they even had Rick Santelli comment on it on TV. I mean, everybody, the real people that know, noticed. We got a big problem. Baseline. Okay, baseline, usually in, in when you talk about uh, debt markets, which is, Wall Street and obviously the bond market, the baseline number is usually optimistic, right? Usually. Hey, that's that, that's normally probably we're, we're, we're being a little more optimistic than we should, but that's the baseline. Two trillion, over two trillion. And that was the good number, right? They didn't even give you, they didn't even do the big number, right? <laughs> Why scare you even more? And, and and listen, this is 10 years. That's nothing. My oldest son just graduated from high school. My younger son has three more years. By the time my youngest son graduates from college, hopefully that's, hopefully, it'll be seven years from today. Well, not, to, you know, but seven years. We may not have that long, according to Goldman. And then you really start putting the pieces together. Like I said, we've got a fantastic article up here on allamericangold.com. It's the very first article, and it talks about the bond market. And what, what is so great about it is they, they go back. And they start putting all the pieces of the puzzle together for us. 
They call it the unspoken behemoth. It's the world market, uh, well, I guess, dependent upon the United States bond market, which is gathering momentum downward and a sign of having solidified a long-term generational top. And what they're talking about is in the new modern era, we are getting ready to break down. The Federal Reserve, when you really think about it, hasn't been raising rates since 1980. So when you, listen, when you think about it, okay, let me let me explain that to you. So when they crushed inflation, right? Paul Volcker and the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve has lowered interest rates ever since then. So we went from what sixteen to twenty percent to zero. Now it took us right the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, right? It, it took us about 30 years to do it. And now interest rates are rising. And we've had bounce, and, and let's face it, it's not been a straight line, right? The Fed has lowered rates before and raised rates and lowered rates. But the long-term trend has been down. But there's something even more, I don't want to call it sinister, Right? But something that we really need to watch out for that we haven't seen before. And that is the amount of people willing to buy. And when you look at this article and they talk about uh, the, the bond market and what's not being said in the mainstream press, and I, I, again, I don't know why. Why can't we talk about it? Because if, I guess if we did, and they did, right, then people would be like, well, wait a minute, you know, maybe uh, maybe this thing is really overvalued, and they just don't want to think about it, right? They want to think about, well, you know, we're hoping for 3% GDP and tax cuts and stock buyback. Which, by the way, there's another article on the website about that. Don't read it. <laughs> It'll just make you mad. But it's exactly what we said was going to happen. This is what they were going to do with it. But a critical technical test is underway. And and remember how I started this segment talking about gold and technicals. You know, gold hit 1280, boom, it bounced right up. Matter of fact, gold's up again today, 1292, 1293. I expect that rally to continue. Matter of fact, nothing's really changed. If anything, it's gotten a little better. And I know that's hard to understand, but why did gold go down if things for gold have gotten better? Because gold always does when things, when we have what we'll call a breaking of a technical test, which is what happened in the Italian bond market, the Argentine bond market, the Colombian bond market, the Mexican bond market, right? I could go on. Gold always 
wait, goes to the sideline, let, lets the dust settle, and then it does what it needs. And that's what's going to happen. But this test, the lower boundary of a generational length, 37-year rising parallel channel. Now, think about this, rising parallel channel. Well, that sounds really complicated. It's not. Just picture it. If you go to the website, you'll see it. But you can just picture a chart. And, you know, take your uh, your thumb and your index finger and you just hold them apart like an inch apart and, and, and just have it go upwards in a diagonal line upwards. That's the, this, this is the channel that they're talking about. And now this channel, which for 37 years has been heading in one direction, is now getting ready to break through the bottom. The problem with breaking through the bottom is there's nothing there, right? So when you think technicals, uh, they're worried that things can get very disorganized. But what are they talking about? And I think this is what we need to worry about. The 30-year note, which is the note they're they're tracking, and it makes sense because you're talking about a 30-year-plus history, is now within three points of the lower boundary of its orderly rising channel. A trend which has seen fixed income buyers show up at increasingly higher intervals every several years since 1981. And why 81? Well, got to remember, that's when we decided to really start blowing the debt. Right, And you need more people to show up at the auctions because you have more debt to sell. And for 37 years, the United States has been actually able to do just that until today. With those ever-bullish bond buyers appear again, in the coming weeks to to scoop up the continued issuance of unprecedented levels of U.S. debt. Again, I'm going to remind you. Remember what Goldman Sachs had to say about the bond market. They used the words not good. Will this mark the first time in a generation that bond investors don't show up. It's already happening. I'm sorry. We know. I see the numbers. I tell them to you, you know, weekly. Foreign participation down, number of participants down. Look at Japan. They have days where nobody comes. It's already here. Bond prints prices lower and lower because they have to pay more and more rates because 
they got to get the people that are there to buy them all. Our analysts, and by the way, I want to give credit where credit is due. I apologize. I probably should have started that uh, from the beginning. This is a bullion exchange is the one that did uh, the research and put it all together. Several technical signatures suggest the top of the market has already occurred. I agree. A disorderly advance following the linear trend, a a parabolic curve, uh, which both have happened, rapid initial decline. We've seen it. Now what we're waiting for is are they going to break it or not? And when you think about what's happening now, every, what, six months? We've got to come out. Our Treasury has to announce we've got to sell more debt. And then six months later, they got to sell more. And then six months after that, they've got to sell more. What does it mean? And how do you get ready? We're going to tell you both when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. As students are fighting back against liberal bias in their colleges, encouraging news is coming from hundreds of faculty members as well. A project called Heterodox Academy founded in 2015 by New York University professor Jonathan Haidt and Georgetown law professor Nicholas Quinn Rosencrantz is finding new steam in 2018. More than 1,500 professors across the country have now signed on to Heterodox Academy's mission to support viewpoint diversity and free inquiry on campus. Haidt and Rosencrantz are recruiting like-minded professors to fight back against what they call the near absence of political diversity in many academic fields. Our goal, their statement reads, is to attain enough diversity and enough room for diverse viewpoints to be aired without fear of consequences that orthodoxies get disrupted and the normal processes of debate and disconfirmation can work their magic. Professors are signing on to this pledge at a very encouraging rate. The pledge reads in part, I will support viewpoint diversity in my academic field, my university, my department, and my classroom. California State's Professor Emerita, Loretta Bruning, says she joined Heterodox because of the increasing authoritarian culture on campuses. Students are trained to filter facts to fit socially acceptable conclusions and back up their conclusions with veiled aggression. They don't learn to analyze information honestly. Phyllis Schlafly knew well the dangers of the victimhood culture, microaggressions, and safe spaces. Free speech has become nearly extinct today on college campuses. Janice Fiamingo of the University of Ottawa agrees with Phyllis, going so far as to say, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that without true viewpoint diversity, students do not learn how to reason at a high level. Heterodox Academy gives us a hopeful glimpse that college faculties are catching on to just how badly students suffer at the hands of authoritarian liberal indoctrination. It's high time to take back colleges for free speech and intellectual freedom. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. We had two great items today. Wendy's clapping. One of them, I actually didn't believe it, and I made Wendy call and and verify uh, that that it was true. As far as I know, this is the first time that this has ever happened. I have how many? What was, was the number, Wendy? Was it forty or sixty? What was? Do you, tell me how many. You, you don't read sixty. Okay, we 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 got to write stuff down here. We're old now. We can't remember. Wendy Wendy's holding up for me. I wrote it down. Okay, sixty ten dollar Indians. They're actually less than a $10 Liberty today. They're $700 for a $10 Indian gold piece. Uh, when you think about a, a $10 Liberty today is at seven oh five. this is a $30 saving. So normally we have about, about a 30, you know, 25 to $50, depending on the time difference in price between a $10 Liberty and a $10 Indian. They got the exact same amount of gold. But the Indians got minted at a far lower rate. And for a lot of the years, they didn't mint them at all. So remember, when the Teddy Roosevelt thought the Liberty gold coins weren't pretty enough or majestic enough, he commissioned Augusta St. Gaudens, and we got the $20 saint. The Indians were going to be the fractional coins for the saints. And the $10 Indian is the female, it's Lady Liberty, and she's got the Indian headdress on, and then they had the five and the two and a half dollar Indian, the male versions, right? But they were the fractional coins that that went along with the St. Gordon. And then uh, the plague came around. And so they thought that the Indians, may have been carrying the plague because the not the ten but the fives and the two and a half they had what we call an incused design. In other words they actually engraved into the coin. And so they stopped minting all of them. And and you can understand that. People are like, oh the Indians and so they don't want any, they they don't care. They don't want any of them. And so like on the, the ten dollar Indian they stopped minting them in 1916. So they made them from 08 to 1916. They minted them in very, very limited quantity 
1920, and, and only in San Francisco. Then they didn't mint any again till 1926. And then uh, 1930, another tiny amount, not even a, not even uh, 100,000 of them in 1930. And then 1932, they minted a bunch of them, and then that was it. So they weren't made for very long, so they have a higher collector premium. This is the first time that I know of, and I've been here 15 years, that you can buy $10 liber- or $10 Indians for less than a $10 Liberty. Uh, so there's $700 today. There's 60 of those. And then I got a customer sold back. We got 125 one-tenth ounce American gold eagles. One through nine are going to be at $145. If you buy 10 of them or more, $1,400, $140 per coin. So that would put the 10th ounce and the $10 Indian, both of them, at essentially 1400 bucks for the ounce, right? You buy 10, one-tenth ounce, it's 1400 You buy two Indians, it's 1400 Incredible. We've got 60 of the $10 Indians, 125 of the one-tenth, actually, I take that back, 123 of the one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles at 800-951-0592. Let me finish the story about the debt market. 37 years in the making. And now we have a problem. People aren't showing up. Now, they're hoping for a bounce. We, We hope there's a bounce that can maybe last six months to a year the problem as Goldman Sachs noted is the amount of debt continues to escalate every year and and I told you we are in any number one of the debt cycle and really I'm calling it a super cycle because eight years Right, the eight years of Obama's presidency, the debt almost doubled. It pretty much did. Went from ten to nineteen. The next eight years, it's going to double again. The problem is, right, you're going from twenty to forty, right, at a much bigger rate. And every let's say six months, and I'm hoping it's six months, I I don't know, right? I'm I'm assuming Every six months, the Treasury's going to come out and say, we've got to sell more bonds. Right? Remember, they just came out with a new one, right? right? The eight-week bond, the two-month note, uh, where they, they have to add to the amount of offerings, and we just don't know how any of this is going to work out. My guess is, based on the projection, based on interest rates, what's now are starting to dwarf uh, the interest payments alone. 
They won't catch Social Security and Medicare, but they'll be real close. Over the next 10 years, my guess is we're going to pay a trillion dollars a year in interest, just on interest. And that's assuming the interest rates don't go much higher than today, right? We can't, you can't go above four, right? A 10-year note above four, forget forget a trillion in interest, it's going to be much higher than that. Will the Federal Reserve have to step back in and buy them again? And I believe that's exactly what they'll do. Remember the last time this happened, right? That's when gold went to all new all-time highs. It's going to happen again. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. I uh, just want you to be aware I didn't, uh, and I probably should have played it today. I didn't. Uh, so, the very first clip on the website today, Jim Grant, give it a listen, talking about the bond market. And I love it. It's with Maria Bartiromo. I don't understand why everyone's making such a big deal about 3%. <laughs> right? What are, you, what are you dumb, Maria? Come on. Here's what the problem is. We're going to spend a trillion dollars a year on interest. That's assuming we can continue to get people to show up to actually buy it. You haven't figured it out yet. And I know I know you haven't, because you don't get it yet. How about uh, the article before that one? Why don't you look at that one? Talking about student debt. I got bad news for you. If, if you... If you go three or four more articles down below that one, the new numbers are out for the rates on student loans. Yeah, 5% now. 5% interest rates on student loans, and and, and that's um, undergrad, 5%. If you actually want to go to graduate school, uh, 6.6%. Parents, you know, all of us out there that don't want our child to be in debt and you take on a a federal student loan for the child's education, uh, that rate, 7.6%. By the way, that's uh, six-tenths of a percent higher than what they were the last time. Get ready. This is a snowball effect. Don't be fooled. I've been telling you this for how long? Everything they've already loaded all of us up with it. We've got it all. Right? We've got the mortgage debt, the credit card debt, the auto loan debt, the student loan debt, and they're all getting more expensive. Just think about it. There's only one place right now where defaults aren't at crisis levels. Auto loans or since the financial crisis subprime credit cards. It doesn't matter whether it's prime, subprime, worse since the financial crisis. Student loan debt, it's never been worse, ever. Matter of fact, it gets worse every year, right, because nobody can pay it. And now all of the rates continue to rise, and all of this is coming home to roost. You can see it in the auctions. By the way, we had an auction yesterday. Would you like to know what happened? We sold another, what was it? I think it was a hundred and some odd billion dollars yesterday. Three-month notes, 
six-month notes, highest in a decade, the rates, highest in a decade. Here's the problem. What we used to sell 10 years ago has now doubled. (laughs) We got to sell twice as much of it. So you're starting to get a clue about what it is that is going to happen. All of these parts of of the government, when you talk about what Goldman Sachs broke down, when you factor in Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, interest on the debt, defense, and all this other stuff, it makes up 94% of all the spending. And we're somehow going to balance the budget with the other 6%. We could defund everything, right? Get rid of education. Get rid of the justice system. Get rid of food stamps. Get rid of all of it. It's only 6%. Right? So you, you, you think about uh, what that number really represents. Right? You're talking about $300 billion or so for everything else. And, of course, even at everything else, Right? Even at that number, we're still running trillion-dollar deficits. And it's actually more. They just don't tell us. Well, they do and they don't, right? They, they, they like the report, the, the number that looks better. Go all the way down towards the end of the website, and you'll see the video on the bond market breaking down. I want you to be aware. This is it. This is what we're watching. It's not Wall Street. It's not the dollar. Uh, It it really has to do, Italy's important in this and all these other countries. And I've been telling you, this is what's going to happen. This is is one of these things in in the last, you know, 37 years. Let's just round it up, keep it easy. 40 years in the making. Right? And they keep repairing it. The bubble breaks, and they they put a Band-Aid on it. Breaks again, another Band-Aid, another Band-Aid, another Band-Aid. Now all of a sudden we got this balloon with all these patches on it. And in the meantime, they kept filling it and filling it and filling it and filling it, and right, and now it's starting to break. Here's the nice part. It doesn't break here first. <laughs> I guess it could be worse, right? You can be in Italy right now or Argentina or Venezuela, Mexico, right? You can be somewhere else. But make no mistakes about it. It is happening. I mean, J- Japan, I'm going to just tell you this. Here's why it's going to get worse. Japan's got GDP numbers coming out soon. And it looks like ever, we're anticipating that they went back into recession. You know, this is going to be another test. One of the things that we talk about here of why the Fed is really raising rates, because we know when you stop manipulating and massaging the numbers, it's not great. The economy's okay, right? That's the best we can say. 43% of all Americans can't even pay their basic bills. Right? We, 34% of the job market is people working contract part-time work. We're raising rates to get ready for the next downturn so we can provide some stimulus. Japan never even got that far. You don't think it's going to have an effect? It will. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 
Final segment on a Tuesday. Gold's up three now, twelve ninety four. Uh, silver's up eight cents, sixteen fifty five. Uh, the Dow's down about fifty points right now. Uh, today's special, and they truly are. Uh, one tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. When you buy ten or more, they're a hundred and forty dollars. That's ten dollars and sixty cents over spot. I mean, it's incredible. One tenth ounce gold eagles. When you buy ten or more, one hundred and forty or uh, one hundred and forty dollars a piece. When you buy ten or more, and we got about one hundred and twenty of those. And then the Indians, which this is the no-brainer deal of the year. Uh, U.S. ten dollar Indians are less than ten dollar libs today at seven hundred dollars a piece. On, on $10 Indians. These are the female version of Lady Liberty in the Indian headdress. Uh, just fantastic looking coins. 800-951-0592. U.S. one-tenth ounce American gold eagles at 140 when you buy 10 or more. One through nine, 145. Buy 10 or more. Buy 10 or more. They're $140. Oh, uh, you know, gold's twelve hundred ninety-four bucks, right? So, so you're you're looking at ten dollars and sixty cents over spot when you buy them that way. It's incredible. Uh, and then, of course, the the Indian that goes without saying. It's never happened. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is the toll-free number. Uh, we had sixty of the Indians, hundred twenty of the one tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. Uh, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Listen, you got to start paying attention. Figure it out. Goldman Sachs doesn't put together uh, research like that for without there being a reason, right? Then you go out to our website today. It's everywhere now, right? We've net thirty seven years in the making. Right as we need more people than ever to come, less people are coming. Right when you talk about the debt markets. And you can understand it. After a while, you're like, you know, hey, I've got enough. I don't need any more. I don't want any more. Uh, and then you combine that with the fact that, let, make no mistake about it, the dollar's in a downtrend again, another one, and they go, we're going to be in another 10-year downtrend cycle for the dollar. It's a double whammy for all of these countries, and that's why you're not seeing it. That's the reason why you're seeing more and more countries getting into the gold markets, and I think you're going to continue to see it. 800-951-0592, that is the toll-free number. You know what we didn't even get to? Uh, Sears and Kmart closing another 40 stores. J.C. Penney. I don't know, uh, but I'll just say this. J.C. Penney's on notice. Uh, I don't know if they can not file bankruptcy uh, before the end of the year or not. Their CEO just left uh, completely unexpected. The stock is getting... Well, it's a penny stock now anyway. I think it trades at like less than $2. Uh, but J.C. Penney's now. Uh, will it be a Chapter 11, a Chapter 7? I don't know. Uh, but things not looking good there either. I didn't get to those, but I wanted to mention uh, both of those. And then we'll see what uh, tomorrow may bring. I will tell you this. Tomorrow... I'm going to tell all of you how you can get your adult child out of your house. It's quite the process. <laughs>
Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 We'll be back tomorrow. Take care.